up, everybody? It is July 29th, 2020. I'm your host, Justin. And as always, I'm joined by your co-host, Perry. Whoa, Justin. What up? Was that an earthquake? I or, don't believe or did so. You, or did you just rock my world? <laughs> nice. We're Wait. about to rock the fantasy world here uh, with, with our, uh, what is it? We're doing our running back twos today. 12 through 24 some of these guys could crack the top 12 some guys might not make the top 24 in this list but we're going to give you our best shot here yeah and make sure you guys subscribe to us on youtube i greatly appreciate it if you would do that and then you can also follow us on all social medias but also you can listen to our podcast audio wise on stitcher on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We're available on all of them for your listening pleasure. I got to say uh, a big thank you to everybody that subscribed in the last uh, couple of weeks. I did say that it would be awesome if we could break 850 subscribers, right? 863 now. Uh, so that's awesome. Huge thank you. Please keep it up. We really want to get to 1,000 as soon as we can, but we'll keep giving away free jerseys either way. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, we're giving away one every month. I got something special for when we hit a thousand for people. So if you guys help us get there, then I mean, you might get something special. So you'll get an autographed Perry t shirt. <laughs> Those are rare. <laughs> yeah. There's only about 14. That's about how many t shirts I own. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, my parents just gave me some uh, baseball cards of myself from when I was like seven. Yeah. Wow. So I got those limited edition. I believe there's six of them. Uh, <laughs> so if anyone's interested, let me know. Uh, I'll definitely send you one. <laughs> All uh, right. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about football, though. Yes. Yeah. Lots to talk about. Uh, we haven't done an episode in a week. Uh, it's just been crazy busy for me at work. And news uh, is starting to pick up, too. Right. Yeah. News is starting to pick up. So. Uh, apologies for the one episode this week. Uh, we will continue to try and do two every week. Uh, but um, yeah, with COVID still happening, <laughs> doesn't seem to be slowing down in the United States anytime soon. Uh, players are starting to opt out of the 2020 season already. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that they are done unless something dramatically changes, which I don't foresee happening at all. So yeah. Let's jump into the news. Let's get to it. First biggest name right now that we need to talk about that's opted out for the 2020 season is running back Damon Willi Damian Williams. This is huge, Justin. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it affects I, our episode, so that's how far-reaching this is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Damian – I mean, people that are huge fans of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are going to be happy about Damian Williams choosing to sit out. I normally don't cheer for people to get injured, but this isn't really an injury. It's he's avoiding injury, I guess, or avoiding illness. So I don't know how to feel about it in terms of like, hooray, now we have a super fantasy relevant running back in Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, but it's, I mean, we could be looking at a lot more players here. I, I think you just said last you checked, we're at 26 yeah. players that have opted out. Most of them not fantasy relevant. But I do have a, a short list here of guys that are fantasy relevant who have opted out. Um, Devin Funches opted out for the 2020 season. Um, Marquise Goodwin opted out for the 2020 season. 
And I thought I had one more. I guess I did not. So those three guys definitely held some fantasy relevance in different levels of fantasy play. Um, I'm getting more and more concerned that we might not have a season if this continues. Yeah, and uh, Justin uh, Jefferson tested positive as well. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been quite a few NFL players that have tested positive. I mean, that's terrible. But as of right now, it shouldn't affect their ability to start in Week One at all. Yeah. So um, assuming that they re- you know they recover just fine, and and I hope that they do. But um, you know, I mean these these guys that yes, everybody is right. They are super athletes. They are in incredible shape. They take care of their bodies. For, you know. But they have family members that are probably not as good in good a shape as they are, and right? As, and so these guys are concerned about their family members. I mean, and also, I mean, me and you talked about this uh, one one time. They have coaches. Like, you look at the coaches mm-hmm. in the NFL, the majority of these coaches are in that at-risk age range. Age, yes, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. And I mean, we're gonna... the Jets have Frank Gore. He is definitely in the at-risk age range. Dude, I'm sorry, but if I was COVID, Frank Gore's not the guy I'm going for. Clearly, nothing's bringing that guy down. But that's that's true. Good point. So, um, yeah, you're next, yeah, Ben definitely, <laughs> You're no Frank Gore. <laughs> definitely something that I'm personally very concerned about. I love football. I need to get my football fix. Uh, we got Madden coming out soon. I might actually pick up this Madden game. I normally don't just so I can get some football this yeah, season. If so. there's no football, I'm definitely getting Madden. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll continue to put out episodes either way. We'll figure out what we're going to do. Don't worry. Stay tuned. But hopefully let's just have a season. Everybody but wear your mask. Do your part. Important uh, caveat to that too, though, is uh, with – covid it's going to be more important to like watch shows like ours not to i mean of course to self-promote but also uh i mean all fantasy podcasts because you're going to be looking for players on waiver wires and things like that if players do test positive which they will during the season so it's just going to be important to stay fluid uh be be water my friend be water my friend nice love that bruce lee right there (laughs) all right dalvin cook justin you got to be happy, right? Dalvin oh my Cook, God. Yes. No, no longer going to be holding out. Uh, this guy, uh, Dalvin to Cook be did, did not, he, I'm going to be honest with you. He didn't let the drama settle, man. We could have had some real drama here. Uh, no, he reported to camp on time for his first COVID test. So, uh, so that's there, great. There was a little bit of drama in the days leading up to camp because there's reports that he wasn't showing up, but then there's reports that he was. One of the coaches said that he was, and then his agent was like, I don't know where he heard that. And I'm pretty sure Dalvin Cook just really wants to play football, and he was telling the coach, like, yeah, I'm going to be there. Don't worry. And then the coach put out, and his agent's like, Dalvin, what are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. But he's there, yeah. so I'm ecstatic because, like I said, this was the biggest hurdle for me, like to make sure he was on a field. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited about Dalvin Cook as well. I mean, obviously, I don't have him ranked quite as high as you do, but I still love Dalvin Cook. I want him on the field, and I want him on teams. So you know, any fantasy team I have, if I have Dalvin Cook, I'm probably happy. So, all right, moving on. I have two players here that I wanted to talk about regarding COVID again. I know I'm sorry. Everybody's tired of hearing about COVID, but unfortunately 
this is it's life. <laughs> it's relevant it's relevant man it's important so uh tj hawkinson and kenny galladay both fantasy relevant in different ways tj hawkinson more as a fringe tight end uh and kenny galladay is ranked in a lot of people's top 10 wide receivers uh or even higher top seven so um they are both placed on the covid reserve list this does not mean that they have covid19 it just means that they have been in contact with somebody that tested positive. Uh, I, I want to say another side note, as we talked about adding like IR spots uh, to your league and stuff, I know specifically on Sleeper, there if they someone is on the COVID IR, you cannot put them in an IR slot. Uh, I actually have Kenny Galladay in one of these leagues, and I attempted to, and it wouldn't let me. And they said they have no plans of doing that currently. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the reason I wanted to bring it up is don't just start assuming that these players like Kenny Galladay and TJ Hawkinson, and I promise you there is a very long list, much longer than two guys that are on this right now. I just wanted to, to use these two as an example because they're very fantasy relevant. That doesn't mean they have COVID. Don't assume that they have COVID until a positive test comes out. Um, as for how long this COVID uh, reserve list is lasts, I assume until they have at least one negative test. If it's anything like the NBA, it could be multiple negative tests. Yeah, I assume it'll be two. That's what seems to be the general consensus. Uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, his week one eligibility or week one health is in question at the moment. Uh, he did have that surgery on his hip back in February. Um, it's not a guarantee that he'll be starting week one. Could be a bummer. I, I still think Jarvis Landry is worth owning in a lot of leagues. He's a wonderful depth player because he's so consistent and you get him for so cheap. So, um, you know, just keep in mind that he might not be there week one, but I think a lot of, a lot of teams don't need to start Jarvis Landry based on where he's being drafted right now. Yeah. Uh, there were rumors floating around that Nick Foles was going to opt out for the 2020 season. Um, those rumors are false. Nick Foles will be playing in the 2020 season as of right now. Um, his well, wife, he'll be competing to play. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, he'll play. Um, <laughs> his wife did just have a baby and she is considered in the high risk category for COVID, but he has chosen to play. So that's that's great for Nick Foles, I guess. I you know that's I hope that all works Bears. out for him. Right, they will have a wonderful last four games when they finally give up on Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> um, Alshon Jeffrey is officially placed on the uh, physically unable to perform list. We kind of expected this to happen. I've been bringing it up for the last few yeah. weeks um, with Marquise Goodwin opting out of the 2020 season. Jalen Ragor. Yeah, looking Jalen Ragor. Jalen Ragor. Yeah. I've said this a thousand times. Please draft Jalen Ragor. Yeah. Don't. Some people seem to think Djax is going to return to four years ago. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I mean, with all these other players out, I would be taking a shot on Deshaun Jackson is okay with me, but be prepared for injury. Yeah, and I mean Jalen Ragor. Yes, Jalen Ragor. <laughs> if I had to have Deshaun Jackson or Jalen Ragor, I'm definitely taking Jalen Ragor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Raheem Mozart and the 49ers have finally come to an agreement on a contract uh, adjustment. 
This is going to get him uh, some more money, money that he really deserves based on, on how well he did last season. It's going to keep him a 49er. The, those trade talk demands no longer an issue. That makes me excited for Raheem, Raheem Mozart. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty high on him. I think that he could be pretty good. I know there are a lot of mouths to feed there. Uh, but, you know, it's somebody to pay attention to as you get into, like, your third or fourth running back, um, kind of like that level of pick. Uh, you know, if you had him as your fourth running back, he could be a league winner. He totally could. There's no reason why he couldn't be. Um, like, there's no guarantee. What am I trying to say here? He definitely could has the potential to be a league winner. Yeah, yeah. He, he has so. a super high ceiling. Just unfortunately, his floor is also pretty low. Uh, yep. just because of how the 49ers tend to run their, their offense, but yeah. Um, and then Alex Smith, some good news here. Alex Smith scheduled for a physical Monday and he passed that physical. That's awesome. I, I know Justin's an Alex Smith fan. You know, he played for the 49ers for a long time. I've always just liked how Alex Smith has played the game. Yep. This guy had a compound fracture. That means the bone left the skin. If you guys did not know that. And they were talking about cutting his leg off. Yeah, and uh, he's just an awesome person outside of football as well, which yeah. makes me like him any, even more. So it's great to see like him healing up and returning to form. I don't expect him to play. No. Uh, he's got Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen ahead of him, but he will provide some veteran stability to that quarterback locker room. Um, you know, If he's not suited up, I'm sure he'll be there to kind of help out. So that's yeah. great. That's he's, great. Dwayne Haskin need, needs that. Yeah, because Alex Smith, one of the best, like, smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, and so it's just awesome. Like, I think that's going to be tremendous for Haskins' development. Yep, I completely agree. Last piece of news, and it's a big piece, a huge trade. Jamal Adams, the star safety from the New York Jets, has been traded to the Seattle Seahawks. I know this is kind of late news but we haven't had a podcast since this happened. So um, the Seahawks, uh, let's see, um, sent over their safety, Bradley McDougal, a 2020 first round or 2021 first round pick, a 2021 third round pick, and a 2022 first round pick. The Seahawks received Jamal Adams and a 2021 fourth round pick. Justin and I were kind of, we were just talking about this on who wins this trade. I think the Seahawks, I think they edge out the win here. Um, do you think it's it's uh, kind of even? Yeah, I I think it's like I think both teams kind of win in this. Just I mean, the to me like the Jets had to get rid of Adams. He did not want to be on their team, and the Jets are not in a position to compete for anything this year. So yeah. I, I feel like you know getting two first round picks, even though like as, as you brought up, they they'll be later first round picks. They're not going to be great first round picks, but at least they got a first round pick out of him or two out of him. So I, I think that both parties kind of win in this scenario, which I mean, I know people don't like people want to be like that team, you know, won this trade and this team sucks. But I honestly, I think they both won. Um, I don't think the jets lost. I just think that if, I think the Jets' ceiling, if we want to put this in fantasy terms, the <laughs> ceiling of the trade for the Jets is higher, right? They could score on these picks, definitely. But the floor for the Seattle is much higher. They have a star player now guaranteed. 
So um, I don't know. If you want to win now, you want to be in the Seahawks position, obviously. So it's fine. It's a good trade for both teams. I think they're yeah. probably both happy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I got some news no one cares about, Perry. I'm going to take a drink of water while yeah. you read that. No problem. First piece of news no no one cares about is short and sweet. Uh, Kirk Cousins spotted wearing socks and his sandals. Uh, I literally every day. I was I going would, to say I, every day, Perry. This is you. Like that's you. I I know it. Like I I don't even I didn't even know for sure it was, but I could just imagine it. I'm like that's Birkenstocks Perry. and socks, my friend. Literally today and yesterday. <laughs> I believe it. And the day before, I promise. And but this was news. Like this was a headline. Oh, I mean, apparently it's not okay, Perry. Uh, no, it is according to someone. Um, Kirk, Kirk, don't listen to him. <laughs> don't listen to it, man. Don't right, listen. But, to it. It's cool. It's comfortable. It's warm. It's cozy. It's everything. This next piece of news, no one cares about. I know you're excited. Uh, Darius guys cleared for football. I sure <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's cleared for football for contact. Uh, this the the annual clearing of uh, Darius Geis that we have every year. Um, It'll be a football holiday here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's nice because, you know, it's kind of like the buildup to something. Like, you know, like as you have the buildup to, like, Christmas, you have Christmas Eve. There's, like, little landmarks, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, this is one of them, Darius Geis being cleared for and then the next one is Darius Geis being injured prior to the season. So I'm excited for that one. It's uh, kind of like <laughs> it's like him being cleared as Christmas and then him getting injured as New Year's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got it. <laughs> so we're getting closer. You know, you know the football season is coming. Yeah, man. We're, creep, we're <laughs> creeping along here. <laughs> next, uh, Sam Darnold says that he's being boring and not taking health risks. This is the same guy who got uh, mono, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, cool. Yeah. Good job, Sam. I'm. You know you can live like a like a non boring life and still not take health risks. I know. I want to know what he does when he's like, <laughs> like what kind of health risk does he take normally? He drives everywhere in reverse. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I, I, I had a, something funny to say. I'll, I'll tell you after the show. It's not appropriate. Um, okay. Can't wait. <laughs> Drew Brees. Is so... it a Paul Walker joke? No. <laughs> <God>. Okay. <laughs> but now that's out there. Hey, um, guys. It, it's almost 10 o'clock, all right? It's after dark here. <laughs> I can make whatever jokes I want. <laughs> I had a beer tonight. <laughs> Perry's getting crazy. Uh, Go on. Drew Brees said he's going to try to stop licking his hands before every play. Apparently, he licks his hand before every play. And he said, you don't realize how often you do it and how often you touch your face and lick your hand during a football game until something like COVID. So he's yeah. putting emphasis on this. Nothing like a pandemic to bring you back to reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tyree Kill in news no one cares about. He challenges Marquise Goodwin to a race. Uh, Marquise Goodwin accepts his challenge and then Tyree Kill ignores Marquise Goodwin. And then Marquise Goodwin opts out of <laughs> Yeah, but he could, I mean, maybe if Tyreek ever replies, he could make a, his salary in by racing uh, Tyreek. <laughs> like, I'd watch that, man. Yeah. I'd yeah. watch it. 
I know I was really it, hoping Tyreek would show up last year when they did that 40 yard dash for it to win a million dollars because Mar- Marquise Goodwin actually won it. Uh, so I was really hoping that the, I'd get to see the two of them race, but no luck. No luck. All right. I, I was saying, I mean, Tyson came out of retirement to fight. What a perfect opener. Have them race. I mean, just have it be a complete circus act. I'm down. <laughs> oh, wasn't, isn't Justin Bieber supposed to box somebody soon too? Oh, uh, I don't know if Bieber is. I, I, there's a bunch of celebrity matches going on. It's ridiculous. Uh, but back to football, Keenan Allen upset about his Madden ranking and lashes out and says that he's better than Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And he tags Chris Goodwin, some random person who has not posted on Twitter in three years. (laughs) (laughs) And then Chris Godwin replied to him and said, I agree, you are better than Chris Goodwin. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. What a fail. (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. Yeah, man, you are good, better than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, let you figure it out. <laughs> and then, oh. Eric, last piece of news no one cares about. Eric Ebron upset that on um, Fantasy Pros, he was ranked the tight end 20. Uh, he says he's better than 85% of the tight ends on their list. I Like, which 15% is he saying is better than him? That's what I want to know. Like, I want to know which Titans specifically that are better than him, according yeah. to him. Like, I'll beat all y'all here, except you three. <laughs> right. You, you three, you three are, are I don't want none of that. I mean, two of them I know. Obviously, it's Kittle and Kelsey. But who's the mm. third one in his mind? Gronk. <laughs> I hope so. It's himself. It's Eric Ebron. (laughs) Oh, who was their tight end when he was on? Jack Doyle. That's Jack Doyle. That's it. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) That Jack Doyle, man. (laughs) Yeah, Kelsey and Kittle, they're amazing. But that Jack Doyle, (laughs) people don't know how sneaky that guy is. (laughs) Stole my job. Stole my job. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's get into some running backs now, Perry. Yeah, man. So we're gonna go. Uh, I mean, thirteen through twenty-four. Yeah, I, I, I do want to uh, kind of kick this off real quick with with. Uh, my... Well, we're we're not doing kickers, Justin. Oh shoot! I did this all wrong. Then I'm gonna have to start the show over. Uh, <laughs> Justin Tucker. <laughs> no, so oh, my my uh, my running back thirteen is Austin Eckler, which throwback to last episode. He was my running back 12, which for a very good reason, as we spoke about, uh, Damien, uh, help me out. Uh, Williams. Williams. I want to say Thompson. I don't know why. Uh, he w- he opted out of the 2020 season, which means Clyde Edwards Hilaire has gone up my rankings. I'm going to make an assumption that he's gone up yours, Barry. Yeah, Further than yours? I don't know. I, I don't know. Where where do you have him? Number eight. He, okay, yes. Yes, I have him at, uh, I have him at 10. So I have him at number eight ahead of Nick Chubb. Uh, I, I just think if he's the only show there on the best offense in football, he's got to be good, right? I yeah, mean, so, I think we're just assuming he doesn't get hurt and he'll I, be 
I think Fine. the only reason I don't have him at eight is I do think that they're going to replace some of those carries with uh, not one running back, but a plethora of running backs in their backfield, uh, mm-hmm. led by uh, DeAndre Washington, who they got from um, the Raiders. So I, I think that's going to, that's the only reason I have, I, otherwise I would probably also have him at eight. <laughs> I I think he's probably as soon as he gets into his stride, say like week three, four, somewhere around there. I think he'll probably be getting about seventy percent of the work. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, and these I, other guys will split that other thirty, and I that's good that. enough. Yeah, I so. I agree with you on that seventy percent. All right. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that covers our running back thirteen. Yeah. So <laughs> I I already had Austin Eckler in my top twelve. Yeah. So uh, Aaron Jones actually moves out of my top 12 so aaron jones is gonna be number 13 for me now um and mostly just because i don't think the packers are committed to aaron jones um at the moment i love aaron jones i think he's wonderful i think if he continues to find the end zone at the rate that he did last season then there'll be no problem whatsoever he'll definitely be a top 10 running back but that's a big ask you know i i can't sit around and say things like Lamar Jackson can't repeat a record setting season every season. And then also say Aaron Jones can definitely have, what was it? 16 touchdowns or Uh, something. 19, 19 19 touchdowns every season. So it's just probably not going to happen as bad as I want it to. Um, But so I I think Aaron Jones has the same amount of touchdowns last season as Dalvin cook has in, in his career. Right. And there, so I mean, that sounds bad for Dalvin Cook until you think about it. Yeah, you know, it's like what his okay, career has been. <laughs> his career, and also it's there's last, more consistency. Yeah, last right? year was his career basically. Yeah. All right, who do you got at fourteen, Justin? Um. So, oh, at fourteen, yeah, I have my, I hadn't added Ch on my show notes, so I'm like, oh man, I skipped someone. No, fourteen, I have Kenyon Drake, which. Uh, we talked about last episode because you have him inside your top 12. I have him yeah. just outside. Uh, he, like, I mean, I'm not going to go into in-depth on it because we did talk about it on last episode. But I think he has lots of volume on a much improved offense. Uh, the slight concern for me is that he'll continue to pr- produce at the levels that we saw at the end of last year. Uh just based off of what he has done in his career, but he does have the ceiling to definitely jump. I mean, I completely understand why you have him where you do. And I think that, you know, if he performs, continues to do what he did, then I am wrong on this for sure. And he'll be much higher, but I I doubt it just because of what I've seen from him. I think we'll see a dip in it. And that's why I have him just outside my top 12. Okay. I've got Leonard Fournette at 14. Um, I love Leonard Fournette. You do. You I, have him a little bit higher than I do still. Yeah. I, I've i had Leonard Fournette the last two seasons, and he's been just fine, very consistent running back. I think gone are the days where people are going to try and push Leonard Fournette as a number, like your number one running back on your team. But I think that's actually even better. I think people are going to yeah. be happier with Leonard Fournette now that they're getting him as their second running back. Um, you know, if, depending on how the draft goes, he could end up as your third running back, which is insane. Yeah, um, He's not a sexy pick. That's the thing about Leonard right. Fournette. Like, no one is picking Leonard Fournette like, oh, yeah. I just, Leonard Fournette just fell to me. 
I mean, I will be so yeah, excited. But you if, should. If he you falls should. in the third round, I'm. I so I have him as my as my running back sixteen. So you know, a couple spots lower than you. But mm-hmm. yeah, for like you said, he's awesome. You get him there like he's a workhorse running back. Yeah, uh, who who proved last season that he's not a one trick pony. Yeah, he can catch the ball. He on, really can on a contract year. Uh, yeah, and somehow he only had three touchdowns last year. You beat me to it. I was going to bring <laughs> it up. There is no way that he has only three touchdowns this season. I think that he is definitely well, there, six six touchdowns guaranteed. It's possible he has three touchdowns, but that's only if the season gets canceled after like two games. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's Leonard, ridiculous. I think Leonard Fournette is going to outplay his current ADP, um, and I think you're going to be very happy if you get Leonard Fournette late. Like again, if if he falls to you in the third round, you might have just won your league at that point. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah, that's not an sure. exaggeration. I I would love that. Like if I could get Fournette in the third round, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. Okay. My, my next guy, though, the guy I have at 15, uh, we already talked about as well because you had him inside your top, or actually you just talked about him, I believe. Uh, that's Aaron Jones. So, uh, that's my 15. So, we yeah. already talked about him. I'm <laughs> just making sure we're staying on pace. Right. Uh, for me, it's Le'Veon Bell at this oh, spot. Dang, you have uh, him much higher than me. I just, again, I think that the Jets have absolutely nothing to lose in just running this guy ragged. Um, he is going to get a lot of work. Uh, another guy like Leonard Fournette, who really underachieved in terms of scoring touchdowns. Um, I understand that he's on, I, like, he's not on a very good team, but. He will score more than what was it two touchdowns last I, season? I don't have his stats up because I have him pretty I'm, far down my list. Actually. I'm pretty sure he scored two touchdowns last season. He'll definitely score more than that. Um, you know, I again, this is a guy that like third running back is awesome, right? Le- Le'Veon Bell is your third running back. That's amazing. You play him as a flex, or you know, if you're in a weird league where you have three starting running backs, then that's fine too. But yeah, I, I think Sam Darnold will take another step forward here. I don't think he's going to be an elite quarterback. I'm not saying that, but I think he'll take a step forward, which ultimately helps Le'Veon Bell. He's a great pass-catching back. He always has been. So there's points there if you're in a half PPR or a full PPR. And just think that he's too far He's too far down. Right now in the ECR, he's behind James Conner, which is disgusting. Yeah, I am. Su- James Conner is not on my list uh today so <laughs> that tells you how i feel about james connor yeah uh i why can't do i not have his touch oh there it is uh he had four touchdowns last four year. okay yeah i st- I still think that he probably scores six Le'Veon yeah. bell scoring six, six touchdowns like nobody's gonna be like holy cow that what a crazy season he scored no like that's yeah that's it's not still that big pretty deal. low but yeah. i so i do have Le'Veon bell as my running back 20 i actually moved him down some uh, but it's a volume play like he he gets the volume so that I mean I see what you're saying uh, he still has talent I, and I still think he has talent left in him a lot of people think they're like oh Le'Veon Bell sucked last year like he, he's not good anymore no he has not gotten worse he's on a much worse offense uh, I don't I don't think Le'Veon Bell to be clear I do not expect Le'Veon Bell to go out and win me weeks 
right? That's not why I would draft Le'Veon Bell or Leonard Fournette. And I wouldn't want to have both Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette, yeah, right? Those I are those are that. two volume plays. But I'm assuming that I went and got a guy like, I don't know, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara will win me weeks, right? I just need the solid, like, yeah. the solid points. That used to be my Mark my Ingram before uh, Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram was that steady rock every every week would get you uh, 10, 10 to, like, 15 points. Right. And if I get 10 to 15 points out of Le'Veon Bell or Leonard Fournette every week, week in, week out, with the occasional week where they, they score a touchdown and then they get me, like, you know, 19, that's awesome. I'm like I'm happy with that as my third running back and you know so. the the nice thing with Lev Bell too is on that team they brought in Frank Gore and they drafted uh Pirine uh I don't think either one of those are a threat to him at all so that backfield is just like he owns it, it it's all yep. him yep okay but I do have him as my running back 20 so it's the it's the offense that scares me no problem what uh, do you have at uh 16 16 I have Leonard Fournette. <laughs> okay. So I, I feel, you know, just a couple spots down lower than where you had him. Um, and I don't think we really need to talk about him because we already did. <laughs> okay. Uh, my 16 is one that uh, I, I hate it, but it's Chris Carson at 16. And, and the reason being is as of right now, the reports are he's looking pretty healthy and he's on track to be fine for the for the start of the season. I know that they went and got Carlos Hyde, and that does scare me, for sure. But when we were talking, um, we were talking before, Justin, I think it was a couple episodes ago, it was, the point was brought up that they stick with what works in Seattle, and Chris Carson has worked for them in Seattle, and I think that they'll continue to use him quite a bit. He's shown that he's a really dynamic player. But I do think there's a really high injury risk with him. I do think that if he were to miss any time whatsoever, even if it's like a half, right? He misses the second half of a game and Carlos Hyde comes out and does things that Carlos Hyde has been able to do his entire career. Chris Carson will immediately start to lose time here. But if he's healthy all season, I think Chris Carson easily, easily finishes as the 16th best running back in football. Yeah, so that's my fear, though. Like, as we're... I'm getting more and more afraid of uh, Carlos Hyde. <laughs> He's good. Closer. Yeah, I think like a lot of people just want to assume that he is just like he's just a purely depth play for the Seahawks. That's not mm -hmm. accurate. He's going to get the ball. If you think he's not, that's just ridiculous. Like he will get carries. And especially like I keep saying, especially in the goal line when they get close to the goal line. So, I mean, that's uh, like I'm. With this one, I'm being risk adverse. I know some of the other ones I'm not. But with Chris Carson, I have him down all the way at my running back 24 because of this. And it's just my fear. Like, I would rather take some of these guys that I view as safer picks or or just I. some of them just have better opportunities, I think. Just to be clear, I think that there's, in my mind, the way I – play fantasy football there's a difference between my rankings and and who i would draft um or who i want to draft 
It's all based on roster construction. Yeah. It's it's based on um, ADP. It's based on who went before, who's you know who I think might go after. Yeah, exactly. Where you think a player might fall. Yeah, right. I, I agree with that completely. Uh, like if I have a player like, um, I'm like if I have a player ranked, you know, to be a top twelve, but I know his ADP has him in the thirties. You know, I'm not drafting him as a top 12 because that's just stupid. I'm going to get him above where he is, his ADP is, so I make sure I have him on my team, but somewhere in that middle ground. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on from Chris Carson. Yeah. Uh, number 17 here. Yes, I have uh, David Montgomery. Very high. Yes, I have David Montgomery yeah. at 22. Yeah, so I have him there because uh he ranked inside sorry the... 20 21 i'm oh, 20 gotcha yeah the ch moving messed up my my rankings uh but now i'm back on track because i had ch at 16 prior to this um so the reason why i have him there though is because for montgomery is because he ranked inside the top 12 in touches among nfl running backs last year which i think gets overlooked uh and his rookie numbers like they they weren't amazing his yards per carry were only 3.7 uh which he ranked only better than five players with over 100 carries that's peyton barber Le'Veon bell uh deandre washington carry on johnson and frank gore two of those players are on the same team now that's awesome <laughs> I mean, that's that's not those aren't good numbers, uh, but I think he will improve from that. And if he continues to get that same amount of volume, uh, I, I think that you have to raise him, you know, like have him up up in this area to me. Um, and even where I have him, it, I mean, I'm high on him. Like you said, I have him ten ranked 10 spots above his current ADP. So, I mean, that's crazy high i know but he also doesn't have a lot of competition in that backfield uh cohen's gonna play a lot of different they'll get cohen on the field in unique ways yeah my my biggest concern is is Tariq cohen uh i just need because every every league i play in is either half point ppr or full point ppr and so i live in my fantasy world a lot of times and and david montgomery just doesn't catch the ball that often he does catch it. He had yeah. 25 receptions last season, and that's great. But he just doesn't catch it enough, um, and it just worries me a little bit. Um, you know, I think if he takes it, I want him to take another step forward this season. I want to be wrong about David Montgomery. I want him to be like a top 12 running back, which a lot of people thought he would be at the beginning of last season. But I'm just a little worried about the pass catching. Maybe he's completely improved in that. Maybe Tariq Cohen is just going to be this gadget player that gets – has you know touches the ball four times a game, but does huge things with it. And but he also he also might get like five to six receptions a game. So yeah, yeah. well, and Tariq Cohen he lined up in the slot more than any other running back in the NFL last year, which they've actually talked about wanting to get him there more this offseason. So yeah. I don't know how you get him there more, but I hope they do. So it gives more opportunities to Montgomery. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, okay. And that was your 17. Yes. Okay. My 17 is actually Todd Gurley. Uh, for a lot of the reasons that I've already talked about with Todd Gurley, he's going to continue to find the end zone. Uh, He's on a, a 
team with a really good offense who is going to they're going to score touchdowns and they went out and got him to score touchdowns so i think the touchdown count is going to just propel him up into this number two running back like echelon here similar to um legarrett blunt when he was on the patriots yeah. Now, I don't think he's going to score 20 touchdowns like LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt, but I think he'll probably score. A, he'll probably find double-digit touchdowns again, honestly, assuming that he stays healthy. I don't know how healthy-ish. to. Healthy-ish. Assuming he <laughs> on stays the on field? the field. Yeah. <laughs> on the field. Todd Gurley will fall into the end zone. He will. He's done it his whole career. I have no reason to bet that he will not fall into the end zone a few times. He catches. He's a, a, he's a huge weapon. Uh, in the passing game near the end zone. He's on one of the most passing pass-heavy teams in the NFL. I don't want him to go out and have a 1,000-yard rushing season. I'm not expecting that. I'm not betting on it. But between uh, up to 15 touchdowns is a total possibility on this Falcons team for Todd Gurley. I think it'll be closer to 12 again. But 12 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns, and, and it'll probably put him right around that 17 spot. I, I don't have him in my top 24, and but the, the reason for it, like I agree with everything you said. The, my issue with him is that the it's like the opposite of every other running back that my, my problem here uh, is that he does not have a good backup running back behind him because I think they're going to have to lean on him too heavily, and, and I don't think his, his body can sustain it, and, and that's my problem with him. Is See, I think I'm they're going to lean on I think they're just going to lean on Matt Ryan. I know, but have, I, I think just Matt Ryan's going to throw out the there, ball. Uh, having I, him block, having him like I just think that oh, they're going to need him too much. Edo Smith is a fine pass blocker. Yeah, that's true. He's just not a good running back. That's true. But he's and a I fine mean, pass I guess that makes sense with like where you have Matt Ryan ranked as well with where I have Matt Ryan ranked. Like with the difference, that that makes this make more sense uh, <laughs> for both yeah. of us, you know. Uh, right. But yeah, I. I I could understand that. I and this could all fall apart if Todd Gurley's knee explodes. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is a, there's yeah. a chance, right? Yeah. There's an M80 sitting in that knee, and there's a fuse going ready to blow at any point. But it didn't happen last season. He was fine. Yeah. They used him sparingly, and he scored a ton of touchdowns. And I think that could happen again on an even better offense. So. All right, my running back 18 is a rookie. And the best rookie running back coming out of this class, Jonathan Taylor. I've uh, met 19. <laughs> nice, so nice. Pretty close on him. Yeah. And, this, and, and and who I have at 18, it was really hard to decide between. So Yeah, I actually moved mine around a little bit right between the 17 and uh, 19 spots. These guys all moved around. Mm. Um, but he, I think he's the best running back coming out of college. He's behind one of the best offensive lines uh, in the NFL. Uh, I think that team has improved at, with the quarterback play, which is going to help the team just generate offensive points for fantasy. Um, and also this quarterback likes to feed the ball to the running back. Like we've seen this with other running backs he's worked with. So mm-hmm. I think the opportunity here for Taylor is immense. Uh, having him at running back 18 seems crazy with everything I just said. And the reason why is because there's also a guy named Marlon Mack there. Um, And he's still there. I mean, he's still going to get the ball some, and that's going to hurt. But I think this is the only thing standing in the way of Jonathan Taylor being a top 12 running back this year. I I don't have a lot to say past what you've already said. 
except that talent wins out. Athletic yeah. ability and talent will win out eventually here. And I think that Jonathan Taylor is more athletic than Ezekiel Elliott, uh, who is arguably one of the most athletic running backs in the game at the moment. I think Jonathan Taylor is better than that. So yeah, he will be good. Uh, I had Melvin Gordon at 18. Uh, I know you have Melvin yeah, Gordon much higher than high. I do. Yeah. Um, my, I, I just, I just don't think that the Denver is just going to stop using Philip Lindsay as much as they, as they do. Right. And that's why I have Melvin Gordon this low, but Melvin Gordon's ceiling, if there was a Philip Lindsay injury or something like that is really high. Uh, Melvin Gordon is still a good player, right? He didn't have a major injury. I think a lot of people think that Melvin Gordon's season was so bad. Oh, you know, like it's like he's coming back from an injury. No, he held out. Very, very, yeah, <laughs> very bad holdout. Austin Eckler showed up. The team knew that they had Austin Eckler. They did not need Melvin Gordon, even though they kind of had a bad season overall. But I, Melvin Gordon's still a good player. There's no doubt in my mind. He's only 27 years old. He's in the middle of his prime. I like Melvin Gordon. I just think that they have an, an incredibly talented weapon in Philip Lindsay in Denver, and they're going to continue to use it. Why not, right? So. Yeah. That's my thought on why Melvin Gordon is lower than you, but I, I still like him a lot. Yeah, he's still top two or RB two material. Right. So my nineteen with jo- my nineteen is Jonathan Taylor. And Who's your nineteen? Le'Veon Bell, which we've already talked about. Cool. So twenty. And your twenty is so this is where I'm taking my risk and in, my uh, injury risk here. Uh, my twenty is David Johnson. Me too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We, David we Johnson came at back. twenty. Yeah. We, yeah, we we met yeah. in the middle. Yeah, there we go. Uh, wow, that that was really weird what I just did. Yeah, it was, but it's late. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had a beer. <laughs> so the the I mean, obviously the risk is evident with DJ. Like I said, you have you have the injury uh, risk, but with the exception of the year that he was injured, uh, it like last year was a career low in rushes yards touchdowns targets and tied for receptions for him but now he's moving to like one of the best landing spots for a running back we talked about this all last offseason like this would be a yeah. great landing spot for running back blah 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 Devontae Freeman. yeah you and i really want to Devonte freeman to land here yeah and it didn't happen so uh but david johnson did land here so he has the opportunity here to get back i mean even to those RB1 numbers. Uh, I mean, he's still a risk injury, which is why I don't have him as RB1, and I have him down here. And Bill O'Brien, please just don't ruin this for me. Don't do yeah. it. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's all I got for, for David Johnson. He's just like such a talent. Just Yeah. I, I mean, him. you're right. That I, everything the same. Everything the same. I, I think David Johnson could be a league winner if he stays healthy and he returns to even like, let's say he returns to 75% of where he was. He's still very good at that point. Yeah. David Johnson was the number one fantasy running back. Uh, and so if he's 75% of that, I, I would be extremely happy to get him as the 20th running back off the board. Uh, okay. So at 21, I had David Montgomery. Oh, who did, Okay. Who did you have at 21? I have another second year running back in uh, Devin Singletary. Very high. Devin Singletary is actually 25 for me. Yeah. So, I, so I'm so i not as worried about Zach Moss as I think some people are. 
I think Zach Moss will be a, t- a touchdown vulture for him, which is what Frank Gore was doing to him last year and uh, several other uh, running backs throughout the year, but and his quarterback even. But I think he the I think his quarterback is actually going to see more regression in the touchdowns, which I think will benefit him and Zach Moss. Uh, so I think that he's going to be pretty good there. Uh, he like he's a good running back. I, I think he's talented and he is the dominant running back there for a team that wants to run the ball. Like mm-hmm. this is one of the most run happy teams in the NFL. So I, I, I think this is just a good uh, chance. Like he's a, a volume play similar to Le'Veon Bell and those players that I think you could get pretty late that, I think, like, he has a similar ceiling to Le'Veon Bell. So I, I like that. I just – I'm i worried about the, the the touchdown vulture, not just in the guy that you mentioned, but also in Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. And that, so there's two vultures on that team <laughs> taking true. touchdowns, and that's why it scares me. I think Devin Singletary – the talent of Devin Singletary is much, much higher than 25 where I have him. It, it's just the situation, right? And situation matters. And so that's where, what, how he affected, it affected him in my rankings. Um, let's see. That was, sorry, your ranking was 21 on him? Um, hold on. Let me go back to my other page. I believe so. Because uh, I have David Montgomery at 21. Yeah, 21, yeah. Okay, who do you have at 22? I have DeAndre Swift, another rookie. Yeah, super high on him. I think that, He's coming in and taking Carrion Johnson's job, which is tragic. I love Carrion Johnson. Sorry, Carrion, it's over. I have a new love, and it's DeAndre Swift. Uh, super talented running back, coming again, coming into a great situation. Uh, Carrion is still there and still healthy, uh, or healthy this year, healthier. So he's still going to be there, but I think DeAndre Swift has the talent to beat him out for that job and take it and run with it. Uh, see what I did there? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I I just think that DeAndre Swift is going to be the the main running back there, and you'll see Carry On adopt more of a pass catching back role in that offense. Which I mean, in PPR, there's definite value to that. But I think DeAndre Swift is by far the more fantasy relevant back. I have DeAndre Swift as my twenty fourth okay. uh, ranked running back, so not too much lower. Uh, so yeah, I like I like DeAndre Swift. Uh, you know, I've been I've been talking about DeAndre Swift since he got drafted. So um, I'm happy, man. I thought uh, I was going to be super high on him. I was like, man, I I doubt Perry's even going to have him on his list. <laughs> no, he's tw- he's 24 for me. Um, my let's see, that was 22. Uh huh. Okay, I have Kareem Hunt at 22. I have Kareem Hunt at 23. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah, I love Kareem Hunt. Uh, there again, similar to Melvin Gordon. Kareem Hunt's not coming back from an injury, right? Yeah. Kareem Hunt's coming back from suspension. That guy can still play football just fine. He's an incredible. He was like a top four running back. He led the re- league in rushing. He's very, very good. And the Browns seem to know how to use him pretty well. Um, I think that he's just going to continue to be used more and more on this team which is why Nick Chubb has moved down my list a little bit, right? I, I talked about that last episode. I still love Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's a super talented player. But Kareem Hunt is also a super talented player. Uh, you know, it's a 
very unique situation that the Browns have. They have two top 10 running backs. Yeah. Two of the top 10 running backs in the league talent-wise on their team. And they have a new head coach that is in love with running the ball with Stefanski. So, like, that's why I have Chubb where I do, and I still have Kareem Hunt where I do, is because I think this is going to be one of the most prolific running teams in the NFL. In terms of a split here, I'm thinking about 60-40 in favor of Chubb. But Kareem Hunt will be lining up in the slot a lot. He'll be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. I mean, Kareem Hunt will be very good this season. I promise you. Um, and and possible like if Nick Chubb goes down, Kareem Hunt is like top four. Yeah, either one of like I I mean I've said this either on one goes that, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> either one of these guys go down. The other one skyrockets up my rankings. But Nick Chubb, I mean costs Nick Chubb can't. Sky- yeah, Nick Chubb can't really skyrocket up my rankings because he's right. already pretty high. <laughs> All right, so who do you, you have him at twenty three? Yes. Okay, I have Mark Ingram at twenty three. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, I worry about the um the they drafted a rookie running back, brought him in, so I'm I worry a little bit about him stealing carries, especially towards the end of the, the season as you get further and further. Uh, I just Mark Ingram didn't really show a lot of signs of th- slowing down last season. That's and true. It's he's still on like the best running team in the NFL. Right, and he's the starting running back on the best running team in the NFL that almost made it to the Super Bowl, that was arguably the best team for a lot of the season last season. They have no reason to stop giving him the ball, except that they want to work J.K. Dobbins in, and I think yeah. that they just kind of want to work him in. I don't think they just want to transition over to J.K. Dobbins. Oh, right? I, Mark, yeah, I agree with that. So I think Mark Ingram is still going to be totally fantasy relevant. I think he'll definitely still be the goal line back. Uh, on a team that's going to score a lot of touchdowns. I know that Lamar Jackson is going to steal some of those rushing touchdowns as well, but we're talking now like borderline. He's like right. Yeah, I have him at 23. So right. 23, 24, right. I'm not expecting him to carry my team in any way whatsoever, but he will still be fantasy relevant. No. And I, I mean, I completely agree with that. Like I, I don't expect him to completely vanish. Like I don't think they're trying to, replace him this year with uh, Mm -hmm. jk dobbins but i i do like jk uh dobbins so i i think that i think he he will get opportunities is my fear so i mean i don't have i mean i i don't hate ingram i definitely have him ranked above some other people who can like consensus rankings or adp has ranked higher uh like uh james connor for example uh, I am not in on James Conner in any way, so I, I definitely am Ingram above some of these other guys, but that that's just my, my fear is that he does lose a little bit to there. So he didn't quite make it in my top 24. Last season, Mark Ingram had 1,018 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. I think this season he finishes right around 800 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, which, I mean, I, Still I don't good. think that's, like, I don't think it's ridiculous or anything, you know? Like, yeah, sure. Right. That could definitely happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do you have one more? I do. Um, Go ahead. Man. I mean, we talked about him. Uh, I have Chris Carson. Right. So that's where I have him due to the injury risk, as we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, that one is probably my least steady 
one. Yeah, and that's yeah. And, and I agree with you at that. Like that one, I I could be completely wrong on, and like I'm, it's a gamble. Like I I have him down there. I realize that, and uh, it's low. I I know that I'm not gonna have him on any team probably, and that's the risk I'm taking is that he could win a league. I I don't know if I'll have him on a team either. Chris Carson's a really really tough one for me. Everything is telling me. Like everything in my gut is telling me not to draft Chris Carson, but <laughs> there's a lot of good reasons to draft him that aren't my gut. So I don't know. I probably won't have him just because eventually I'm gonna. It's gonna come down to him or X player, and I'm gonna take the other player. So I don't know. Who's, I just don't. What? Who's Go your? Ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask who your 24th is. Swift. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Man, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that covers the running back ones and two. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this and got something out of it. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's all that really matters. I had fun. I don't do this for anybody else. I do. Right? I do it for I... you, Perry. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm going to sleep like a baby. That just, that just ended my day perfectly. <laughs>